Welcome to the Wildly Worthy Podcast, where we teach you how to raise your self-worth and your net worth. Hey, I'm Nikki. I used to be super anxious and insecure until I started taking control of my life. Now I'm an entrepreneur who travels the world for fun, always looking for my next adventure. Each week, I'll share with you how you can grow your belief in yourself, learn how to overcome your fears, and create a life that you love. You are wildly worthy of all that you desire. I'm so happy that you're here. Now let's get started. Hi, Andrea. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Would you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do? Hey, Nikki, it's great to be on this show. I remember the first time that I saw your podcast, Wildly Worthy, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this title. I feel like it just like, I don't know, brings up something in me that's like, yeah, I'm totally wildly worthy. Yeah, you um, are. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. No, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually a mindset coach and uh, a podcast host myself. I have had a show called the courage cast for the almost past four years now. And I've been working with women to empower them to live bravely and to take those brave steps in their own lives. And so, uh, that's kind of my wheelhouse and what I do. So I love just chatting about living your purpose and taking brave steps in life. So thanks for having me. Yes. Awesome. So courage, confidence, um, Love it. Tell me what, what's your story? Like what brought you to this? Why is this so important? Why, why, and how do we learn this? Why do we need it? Yes, I can feel that. Um, but yeah, how do we, how do we develop that in ourselves? And well, let's start with your story and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I originally started as a high school music teacher and I started really teaching because I was too afraid to do what it was that I really wanted to do, mm. <laughs> which was be a singer songwriter. Uh-huh. And I had gone to school for that in Missouri. And I just, I loved to write music. I loved to sing. I was doing so many things in college and I kind of got in my head about it at the end of uh, the four years, just before graduation And I heard my dad's voice, you know, constantly saying, you know, you need to find a stable job and Mm -hmm. you need to be able to take care of yourself. And so I, I just really gave up on the dream and thought, well, I better go into something Hmm. that's a little bit more stable, like Mm -hmm. teaching. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) then I did that. I know you understand that being a teacher. Yep. And uh, I was a teacher for almost a decade and you know what? I loved it. Like I Mm -hmm. loved being a teacher, but again, I remember when I left the teaching profession, I couldn't imagine myself walking out of a school in 30 years from that time Mm -hmm. and thinking that that had been my life. Mm -hmm. And it was like, there was no way I was going to allow myself to not really live into my dreams. Mm -hmm. And so that started my journey of really pursuing um, living my, my life becoming a pastor, which is something that I did afterwards. And then, um, I got certified as a coach Mm -hmm. and I also have a background in counseling. So I decided that I really wanted to use all of my skill sets to really empower people to take those brave steps. And it really kind of started with the fact that I knew that I wanted to, to do work that felt meaningful and impactful. So I felt like Mm -hmm. if I did, other people were trying to figure out how to do that too. Yeah. So that's where I started to help them. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
Yeah, I think teachers make great coaches, by the way. <laughs> they really do. They yeah. Really do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because when you think about it, we're, we're coaches for the little ones um, when we're teaching. And then it's just like taking it to a grown-up level. Um, but yeah, so finding that courage to really pursue your dreams. And um, side note, this is something that you and I talked about specifically for myself um, very recently. And I love how you were able to pull things out of me, see things in me that I didn't know were going on. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I had all these things going on just for listeners to know. And I didn't see how they were related to each other. And she was just showing me how, um, you know, my body is like telling me that, you know, something's wrong. Right. Um, so I'm just curious, like what, what brought you that? Is that from your training? Like, how did you, how did you uncover that? Or is it just kind of, go ahead. No, it's, it's, you know, I didn't for a long time. I didn't mm-hmm. know that that's something that I could do. I was always really mm-hmm. intuitive, mm-hmm. very empathic and very sensitive. And when I was leaving full-time ministry back in 2014, I discovered that mm-hmm. I had been suffering with anxiety and depression for a good part of two decades. Mm. And I think I had shut down mm-hmm. all of like the feelings and I had processed any emotions. Mm-hmm. So I would just think, oh, things are fine and I'm going to just live life and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up realizing that all of what I was dealing with and struggling with were stuck emotions in my body, my physical body. Mm -hmm. And they were, you know, producing illness within, you know, places in my body. And as I started going down this path of healing, I started to recognize that the more healing I got in my physical body, Mm-hmm. The more it opened me up to that emotional healing, the more it opened me up to shifting my mindset mm. and being a musician mm. and a singer, mm-hmm. I made this huge connection. And I don't know that it's something that I had made before, but I realized as a singer that when I am, al- I'm allowing myself to process through the emotions mm-hmm. and I'm clear, like I'm a clear channel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that the music and song comes out of me so much better and it connects more to my to the people I'm singing to Mm -hmm. and I started noticing that in my students and they would come in to me and they'd be like you know I've had a rough day and they were really blocked in their singing Mm -hmm. and I would ask them questions Mm -hmm. coaching questions and all of a sudden they would like unload (laughs) all this stuff and then they would go to sing and it was like magic And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I started realizing there's so much about our physical body Mm -hmm. and that we're carrying all of this stuff that's keeping us from actually taking those big steps in our lives. And if you just, you know, tune in and you get a little bit more still and you stop like trying to figure it out logically all the time (laughs) and, you know, pragmatically Mm -hmm. that you're going to, you're going to feel into your body and your body's going to really tell you what you need to know, because you can go to a professional and Mm -hmm. help you do that, but you can also be in tune and just listen yourself and you probably will hear. Yeah. I love that. And it's so easy and so expected for us to shove a lot of emotions down, I think, and not speak about them and not make waves 
or trouble for anyone else. So, um, yeah, it's something that we really need to look into. Go ahead. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, Nikki, because like, I think that's a lot of the reason why people don't follow their dreams, Mm. why they don't take courageous steps is because there's something that is really somatically being held in their body. Maybe it's from childhood, maybe Mm. it's a, you know, rejection or it's a failure or the fear of it. And they're not leaning into their worth Mm -hmm. and they're not allowing themselves to see the true value of who they are. Mm-hmm. And when they don't see the true value of who they are, then they can't actually express themselves in the way they want to mm-hmm. through their job, mm-hmm. which then makes the finances kind of get stuck to yeah. because they don't feel like they're worthy of making the money they want, yep. charging for the things that they feel like they can offer the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like this never ending loop of not feeling worthy and then not taking brave steps And it just kind of goes round and round and round until you address why it is that you have been held back. Mm. So, so much of what we really want to do to move forward in our lives, Mm -hmm. we have to look back and we have to address it. And then we have to reframe it and move forward. Mm. Okay. So in order to lean into our worthiness, lean into our value, we've got to look back and see what, why, why we don't believe it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, Because it's like, what's the old story? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, like when we were chatting, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, you know, uncover your whole life story, but (laughs) let let me just say this, you know, when we're we're talking about looking back in our lives, there's always something Mm -hmm. that we're holding on to that we've created as a story about Mm -hmm. who we are or what is true or what we think is true. Mm -hmm. And we, we lean into that story. Mm. until we go back and go, okay, that is just a perspective of a memory. Okay. And we've attached to it, made it true. And we've lived it out. Like it is (laughs) like the gospel truth of our lives Uh until we go back and go, you know what? That was just something I was told. Mm. That was the way I grew up. That Mm -hmm. was the story my parents told me, or that was the story they lived out and they passed Mm -hmm. down to me. And then when you get clear that you aren't living that way, then you get to create the narrative that you truly want. And you reframe that and you're saying, and you say to yourself, you know, this is where it stops. It stops with my generation. I'm moving forward. I'm allowing myself to be a clear channel for me to really live out my worthiness in my own life. And, and that means that we have to take a look at, you know, like our six-year-old self and our 12-year-old self and the things we went through, which we think are no big deal, but Mm -hmm. oftentimes really are a bigger deal than we think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's say somebody's listening and they're like, okay, well, I'm stuck here, but I don't know what the story is. Like what's some advice you could give somebody to, kind of uncover that, that story and what are they holding on to and believing as a truth. And it's been a pattern in their life and mm-hmm. yeah, just really digging into the origin. What's some advice? Well, you know what you said, the word pattern, which I think is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. So if you just even get out a journal and get really mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. and say to your, ask yourself, you know, is there a pattern I see repeating here? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, you know, well, let's like, just like take finances, for example, mm-hmm. 
And it's like, well, I constantly get out of debt, but then I go back into debt. Yeah. So maybe that's a pattern. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, why is that? Where's that stemming from? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I saw that my parents did that. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to see, well, where did the pattern happen there? And what was really the catalyst for them getting mm-hmm. into debt, you know, and finding out the patterns mm-hmm. that we believe to be true. You may not have a money problem, right? It just may be that mm-hmm. you have a worthiness problem. Mm-hmm. And you don't believe that you are capable of living out a life that would be debt-free. Yes. And worry-free about your money. Right. Because yeah. that's been mm-hmm. passed to you. And everyone in your family has been worried about mm-hmm. money, has been in debt. Mm-hmm. And for you to live in a place that you aren't in debt you would be making a huge shift in your family and that would put you at a place where people don't understand you. And maybe you're afraid to be in a place Mm. where you're not relatable anymore to your family. You're different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe they perceive you as better than, or you think Mm -hmm. you're better than us now because you're not in debt anymore. Mm -hmm. You can live, you know, this life of freedom and What do you think, you know, you can be an entrepreneur and you don't have to have like a full-time job and retirement. Like, don't you know that we have to work for our money and Mm. all of those old things and narratives, right? Yeah. So we break free of all those things. Then we can live in this new place, in this new space where, where we are breaking the pattern. Mm. So taking your journal out, recognize Mm. what is the pattern that I see happening over and over in my life as it pertains to my family, as it pertains to maybe my own things, what I'm doing. And that is the place to start and then begin to identify, okay, well, what is the belief that I believe to be true about that? Mm. And that could be anything. So that's where you start. Okay. And I want to go back to you. You were talking about how being afraid to outshine, Um, I'm not sure if you use those words, but that's what is coming to my mind. And I have a friend who one time her mom's or several times her mom has said to her, must be nice, must be nice. Um, Because (laughs) we heard that, eh? Yeah, she works hard. My Mm -hmm. friend works and she has nice things. She has nice cars. She has a house. And, um, and, you know, that was not the case for her family. Mm -hmm. Um, so every time her mom says, you know, it's like a trigger, like, oh, like I'm doing better than my, than my mom. Like maybe I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah. thing, you know, I've actually heard those words so mm. I can, I can relate to what she's thinking. It's like, it must be nice to be able to spend your money on what you mm-hmm. want, mm-hmm. or it must be nice to be able to afford to do that. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually is almost like it's a, an insult or a judgment. Yeah. Versus like, good for you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, really being able to stand on the other side of that Mm -hmm. and realizing that your parent or someone in your life that has said that to you Mm -hmm. is also dealing with their own stuff. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's the hard part. We we Mm -hmm. often want to connect it and go, oh, they just don't want me to be happy or they just don't believe in me or they don't want to support me. 
when really a lot of it has to do with the fact that they have their own stuff that they haven't worked out. Mm -hmm. And because they haven't worked it out themselves, they continue to see it in you and it triggers Mm -hmm. them and they say these words and and then triggers you. And so if you can disconnect from what the parent is saying and realize like every time that that parent or that friend or that like maybe even significant other Mm -hmm. I mean sometimes that's happening from you know a relationship yeah and and recognize like this actually doesn't have anything to do with me this is yours yeah and I'm not (laughs) taking it I don't want it no thanks yeah yeah and then and realize that you get to and, and the beauty of this is and I love this like you know talking about students and teachers and stuff Mm -hmm. you know we get to teach kids and teach young adults and teach young people that they can live a life differently than we lived Mm. and and position them Mm -hmm. for success Mm -hmm. and 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 just raise them up on our shoulders and say okay you can go further than we did yeah and and really when you are living out probably your most uh, like your purpose Mm -hmm. that's when you're truly allowing other people to be elevated Mm. because you're living out of your own purpose and you can elevate others and you can you're leaning into your own worthiness Mm -hmm. which means that you want other people to lean into theirs Mm -hmm. but it's when you feel this scarcity mindset that it's like you're wanting to cling to the old stuff and you don't want people to be better than you because mm-hmm. you feel like there's not enough anyways. There's not enough for you, then there shouldn't be enough for them. So we got to break that scarcity mindset and just really lean into being worthy. I love that. Yes. Um, I know for myself when I feel like I'm really, I am, I'll call it high vibe, but I'm really leaning into that. And I'm feeling like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like, that's when I feel like I can do the most for other people and with other people. And, you know, like we are human. And of course there are times that we have, we go through times where we are um, projecting or um, making something about us. that's not about us. I mean, even like with, the parent saying the thing to the child, like that us taking that personally is on us. And we've got to say, that's not, that's not mine. That's yours. Right. Yeah, Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's funny you said that about the kids because I've been thinking back, like when I first started teaching and in school for teaching, we had to write like a whole teaching philosophy. Like, why are we doing this? And my, the thing that was always on my thing was like, I want to show kids like what kind of lives that they can live. I want to show them what's possible. Um, It was never about, yeah, (laughs) it was never about learning to read or write or science or whatever. It was just like, Mm -hmm. I want them to see, excuse me, their full potential and like what is possible in this life. And that they might, they might not have experience or um, what's the word exposure to, otherwise mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't know where I was going with that but, <laughs> but that's a sign of a good teacher right <clears throat> yeah excuse and, me <laughs> and I know even for when I was teaching that's kind of how I felt like I mean I was a music teacher but I remember mm-hmm. some of the more important conversations with my students especially my high school students were mm-hmm. you know who are they mm. and in you know not who are who do they want to be in terms of like, what is their career? Although that's kind of fun to chat with them about, but it's like really at the end of the day, who do you want to actually be? 
Mm-hmm. And, and that means who are you in this world? And I think that's a really important question that we, we should be asking ourselves and also teaching kids to ask themselves. They don't have to be mm-hmm. their parents. Yep. And even though parents want a lot of times their kids to <laughs> be certain things. Yep. <laughs> don't have to. <laughs> it's a new right. generation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, not only parents, but also like society expects certain things of people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was about to go off on a tangent, but we're going to leave that alone. But yeah, <laughs> um, just just being able to accept like who it is it's in your heart of hearts and who you really want to be and being able to to have the courage to step out, like you said, of this box and be like, nope, this is me. I'm going to be 100% me. Um, and it's not easy. it's a journey it is a journey um for sure so yes and I think that you're doing great work um thank you putting that out there and if you all need help with that like definitely call her up she is amazing (laughs) um and you have a podcast as well I do Um, courage cast the courage cast yes and that also you do on live do you do that on IG live I do. I have okay. uh, a series that I'm doing right now called Courage Creators. Okay. And it's really just featuring amazing individuals, entrepreneurs, coaches, people who mm-hmm. are doing amazing things in the world, taking brave mm-hmm. steps themselves mm-hmm. and creating like mm-hmm. beautiful things in the world. Mm-hmm. I love to feature people and, you know, showcase them and elevate them to a place where, you know, they are, are really being able to influence and impact other people. I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm doing this summer. So if you catch me on Instagram live, you'll see the courage creator series, but just on a regular weekly basis, the courage cast, you can find me over there. Yay. I love it so much. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we end today? Well, I just want to encourage like anyone who's listening you know, if you are finding yourself in that position right now where you're, you're, any of those things resonate with you, you're feeling like you're attaching yourself to an old belief or an old narrative that you can move forward and mm-hmm. it is possible for you to take those steps in your life. And sometimes it feels like you are constantly being pulled back mm-hmm. and you're constantly being yanked back to the old story. And it's hard to break free of that. But if you will persevere, And if you will continue to do the journey and if you will get (laughs) alongside someone Mm -hmm. to help you with that, like if you're having, you know, issues right now with your finances, you know, get in Nikki's DMs and say, (laughs) can you walk with me in this? I need freedom in this area Mm -hmm. because honestly, that is a way for you to break the narrative to shift things in your life and to really create what it is that you want. So Mm -hmm. find someone, a coach, a mentor, someone who's already gone there Mm -hmm. and has a track record to move forward Mm -hmm. and uh, hire them. Yes. (laughs) Don't just ask them to be with you in the journey, but like put some skin in the game and Mm -hmm. say, I'm 
this to really move forward. And I, and I want to make that because I know that Nikki, you know, you probably believe the same thing, but Mm -hmm. it's when you put skin in the game Mm -hmm. and when you kind of have a little bit on the line that Mm -hmm. you're willing to make the most moves and to risk the most, because you know that you're, you've made some investment into it, not only into yourself, but into other people as well. So I encourage you invest, invest in yourself. I love that. And I think also investing in ourselves kind of is like an evidence that I believe in myself Yes, and I'm worthy of this. Um, that's, yeah, that's how I think about it sometimes. Like, oh yeah, I've, I've already told myself, I believe that this is possible or else I wouldn't have paid for it. Exactly. So, (laughs) right. That's me anyway, money coach Nikki. I'm like, what? I'm not going to pay for this or not. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when if something's going to help you, absolutely. If it's something you need, um, I think coaches change lives. Whatever you need a coach in for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you. That's beautiful. Okay, where can people find you? Um, we've got the podcast. I will link that in the show notes. Anywhere else you'd like to share? You can find me on Instagram at Andrea Crisp Coach or okay. just over my website, andreacrisp.ca. I'm Canadian. All right. So you'll find me there. But thanks <laughs> for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.